Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Man, college hoops, coast to coast. I'm excited about this one. We got our mid-major player of the week coming on. Second second time in a row we've had a mid-major player of the week come on and show some love. Um, we got the North Texas flag in the background. Uh, I'm home. I'm from Texas. I'm hardly home, but I'm always repping. So I'm excited to have him on. And, uh, man, a national champion uh, continues to prove that he's a winner. And you always love to see Juco guys doing well at the next level. It doesn't always happen this fast. I will say he's ahead of the curve. Most most Juco guys, it takes a little bit of acclimation. But uh, we got a special, talented young man coming on. We got Tyler Perry from North Texas. So we'll bring him in. What up, man? Hey, I, think, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you, man. Excited to have you. So, TP, take us back to your journey playing ball did you start playing when you were young take us through the journey uh you ended up in junior college everybody wants to go d1 out of high school you went junior college won a national championship take us a little bit through that before we talk about north texas so i started playing basketball when i was like three um i actually like played ahead um i played in the older league when i started out in the boys and girls club um so just all throughout going through junior high middle school um, I played, was um, got to high school. Uh, I actually went to high school in Arkansas at um, Springdale Harbor in my ninth through 11th grade year uh, under Coach Bolin, uh, Scott Bolin and Kyle Pennington. Um, and I played for them for three years. And then my senior year, I went back home to Spyro, Oklahoma under Dustin Gist. And um, just like every other kid, you know, thinking my senior year, I knew I wasn't going to be heavily recruited. I played on the circuit for Mocan and the Woods Elite. Um, I got a little bit of interest. Um, I'm thinking like, I'll just be one of those late bloomers. So I go back, I have a great senior year. I averaged 25 and like six and five. Um, We went back to the state tournament. We got to the final four. It was like the first time they had been to the state tournament like five years. And then the first time they've been past the first round in like 40 years. 
So um, I was thinking like uh, somebody will come get me at the end of the year. Um, and then it just didn't happen. And so uh, I was actually headed to a Division two school. I was actually going to go probably to Central Missouri out of high school um, under Coach K out there. Um, I had offers from UT Permanent Basin, um, Central Missouri, Arkansas Tech, UFIS, uh, and then I had like eight, nine other JUCOs to offer me. Also, Henderson State was looking at me. And so sat down with my dad and my parents, and I just told them, like, I'm thinking about going D2. You know, it could be a good look. My dad looked me in my eye and was like, you know, JUCO is not a bad thing. He also took the JUCO route. Um, you know, he laid out the foundation, what JUCO can do for you, what it is. Because <clears throat> I had never thought, like, never never was planning on ever going JUCO. Like, that was never in my mind, ever going through high school. And then, you know, I get to Kansas. Um, I struggled at first. I was actually about to be redshirted my freshman year. Coach Herc, my coach there, was actually about to redshirt me because um, I struggled so bad at first to adapt. I wasn't believing in myself. I didn't really have much confidence. And then um, I finally got my chance in a scrimmage against Eastern Oklahoma. Um, <clears throat> and I played very well. And from then on, I won the starting job, got to the season. I struggled a little bit close to around this time in December, my freshman year. He actually benched me. And so I was coming off the bench for a little while my freshman year. I ended up winning the starting position back over. Um, and then the rest of the year, I had a pretty solid year. And then we got to the regional tournament, and I don't know what happened, but I just got in one of those modes, and um, I took off. And then again, uh, <clears throat> I thought because of the regional tournament I had, I thought, okay, a Division One is about to come get me now. And I did have a couple. I had a little bit of interest. Uh, teams were flirting with me. Um, UMKC, uh, Sam Houston inquired about me. Um, a couple other schools, um, I'm thinking like, okay, some low major, some mid major is gonna come get me. Like, we just won the regional tournament, um, we weren't picked to win, and now we're on our way to the national tournament. Of course, it got canceled due to COVID. So then it was like when I sat down with Coach Herc at the end of the year, and he told me like, I don't think nobody's gonna offer you. Like, you know, coming back will be one of the best decisions you ever make if you do what you're supposed to. And that summer. He told we talked on the phone a lot that summer. He was like, you know, the main thing because we had a longer summer than we usually have yeah. due to COVID. I was at home for like four and a half months. And he was like, you really need to work on your body this summer, work on your eating habits and getting in shape. And those are like I attacked those things. And uh, I don't know if you know T.J. Washington from. Yeah. Um, OK, so, yeah, he played there a couple years before me. Yep. So Herc told me he was like T.J. really focused on his what he needed to do the um, his last year. And um, you see what happened for him. He ended up going to Utah, Valley, Utah had a, Valley. Yeah, yeah, had a really good couple years at Utah Valley. Now he's overseas making money. And that was really just the same speech Hurt gave me. Um, he was just telling me, you know, what I need to work on. I really attacked it hard that summer. Um, I was in the gym three, four times that summer, um, really knew what I wanted to do. So going back, I was I was overprepared. Um, you know, we couldn't start our season until January of that next yeah. year. So. Yep. I was still able to work on my game when I got back to Coffeeville, and I think it really helped our team getting that much time of not being able to play actual games, but actually playing against each other every day and practicing so much. Um, I think it really helped our team in the long run. I think we really gelled, 
And then, you know, we get to the season. I start off, like, our first 10 games shooting 70% from three. Like, it was some crazy stuff. Like, and so, um, of course, that cooled down. Uh, team starts scouting <laughs> a little bit differently. Right. But going throughout the year, um, I felt like – I still felt like, personally, I was under-recruited coming out of JUCO. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for what I did have, but I felt like I, I still walked around with that chip on my shoulder as being under-recruited. Um, throughout the season and then, um, you know, get to the national tournament, regional national tournament, and, you know, anything can happen. Uh, being picked as a 10 seed to go into that tournament, we never had doubt. I never had doubt in my mind that we were leaving with anything but a national championship. And so um, Coach Herc told me before the tournament, he's like, you don't have to, you don't have to go out here and be um, – sorry, close off. Tell me you don't – okay, there you go. Okay, can y'all hear me? Yep. Yes, sir. Okay, tell me you don't have to go out here and just, you know, make a crazy play every time down the floor. I'll, I'll just need you to lead us to a, uh, to win every night. And that was my main objective. I didn't care about going out and scoring 20, 25. Like, main thing was for me, if I had to score eight points and grab 10 rebounds and five assists, that's what it was, I was going to do. And so um, get throughout the week and to meet our conference rivals in the national championship game, it's like to play my last Juco game against them guys. It was like, and uh, hats off to Cali. The way they play is crazy. And it's like, it's, you know, you really have to go into that game really focused because Cali can do some real things to you to make you, you know, right to knock you off your game. And so to win national championship and to sign to North Texas in the same week, it was like, it was one of the biggest blessings, one of the best weeks of my life, most emotional weeks uh, of my life. Yeah, that was well said. I'm gonna let uh, Kevin take the next one. Job well done. So, you know, you said a f there were a few times, whether it was in high school and JUCO, where you felt like, you know, I, this is gonna come together. You know, I, I'm playing well. I'm gonna get the offer. I'm gonna get to, you know, come back. So, how much did those moments fuel you, especially like during the pandemic when you're home and you know the only person to hold you accountable is you? How much? How much did those moments fuel you? Um, so much. Um, to just I, uh, I actually said this in an article once to like to try to walk through a door over and over and somebody keeps slamming it in your face. It, um, you know, it brings a different type of grit out in you. And I think I still walk around with that, um, you know, and then it's it, I have my people, my dad, my mom, my brothers to stay in my ear to tell me to continue to be confident, continue to believe in myself. And so just with them still believing in me. And sometimes I would get down on myself. It, you know, they gave me that extra little push that I needed. And so I'm just very thankful for that. And, you know, I'm thankful for those moments because, you know, without those moments, you know, we may not be talking right now. Um, it, like I said, it fuels me. It, it just made my confidence so much better. Uh, I started to believe in myself so much more. What What has made North Texas the right place for you? Um, I would say just the culture there, the culture that, Coach Mack, Coach Hodge, Reem, Matty B, the culture that they bring and they make sure that it's set, um, it's, it's second to none. I've never been in something like this. You know, coming from JUCO, it's totally different from what you deal. And then everybody tries to paint this picture that when you go Division One, that every guy's trying to get to the NBA, everybody's trying to go overseas and make their money, but that's not what it is in North Texas. Everybody's for that next man. And um, to finally be around something like that, I haven't felt like that since high school. And um, that's not any knock on JUCO. You know, JUCO, you're, you're focused on getting out of there. 
And so um, to come to a Division One and to have this type of culture is, um, is like I said, second to none. And I'm so thankful for uh, for what they do. Yeah, well said. I'm uh, I'm curious. I got a, I got all kind of stuff I could say, but one is just what would you say to the next young man that may see this interview is trying to pursue his goal? What would you say is something that helped you kind of get through and persevere and keep believing? Like, what was what's one of the secret ingredients? Um, just stay in the course. You uh, you have to stay the course. There's gonna be so many ups and downs, and you're gonna fail more than you win. And you have to understand that it's all part of the process, all part of going through these obstacles we face, whether it's in life and basketball, whatever you have to deal with. You know, you have to stay level-headed. You have to stay the course. You can never get too high and never get too low. Um, and just continue to count your blessings because, you know, you never know when that ball is going to stop. You never know when you're going to have another opportunity again. Just like with our game just getting canceled yesterday or today against Tulsa. Like, we didn't think coming into season we were going to deal with this again. So it's like, you know, just stay in the course, stay level-headed, and continue to believe in yourself and continue to believe in those around you. Yeah, well said, man. Well said. So what what was it like when you heard that you got mid-major player of the week from this random place called All Access Network? What was that like? I was actually surprised. Like, I had no clue. Ruben Jones actually wanted to say something to me about it. I didn't even know what he was talking about at first. And then Reem, of course, Reem tweeted it out. Um, I had got on my Twitter and I seen it. I was actually surprised. Like, I had no clue. Yeah, well, we, we, you you earned it. Tell us about the game. Uh, obviously, you've been playing well all year, for those that don't know. Uh, and I was saying this before you came on. Normally, there's a transition to Duke from junior college to Division One. Uh, so two-part question. What do you think has allowed you to be able to have the success you've been able to have early uh, first semester? And then tell us about the Wichita State game and what it was like to go into a team that you'll be playing more regularly in, in the new conference that you guys are going to. What was it like to get that win in, in that story program? Um, just like I said, believing in myself and then my teammates believing me so much and my coaching staff. Um, and then I also I talk to Jay Ham a lot. Um, and he tells me all the time, like, you have to believe in yourself no matter what. Don't ever let anything break your confidence, break your spirit. Because um, at the end of the day, you know, you have to you have to go out there and play. You have to go out there and handle your business. And I want to give so much credit to um, Maddie B and Reem and uh, Hodge too, and also Coach Mack for um, making sure that I keep my confidence up, even on my my down games and my down days. Like those guys check on me, make sure I'm okay. Like they're always there telling me like you're gonna be all right. And it's not so much of like them babying me. It's like telling me like you have to remember who you are at the end of the day, like you have to go about it this way, go about it this way. And so um, even when I'm struggling to hear that they still believe in me and my teammates still believe in me, that's 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 all I really need um, to hear from them. And then I'm fine. And then uh, to go into Wichita State was it was crazy. I've never been in an environment like that. Um, you don't really get that in Juco, even the national championship game. It isn't like what Wichita State was like the other day. Right. Um, but it's fun. You love road games. You love the adversity. You love that type of environment. And, um, you know, shout out to Matty B for going back for what they did back in 06. Uh, I know that was big for him and we wanted to win for each other. We also wanted to win for him. So um, that was that was definitely big. Yeah. Matty B, for those that don't know, Matt Brower is an alum from uh, Wichita State, played there. Uh, was surprisingly was a good player. We'll give him his credit. Yeah. Uh, now, do, you guys have, do you guys have shooting competitions? Who wins that? 
Yeah, we do for sure all the time. Yeah, he might get on when y'all talk to him. He may lie and try to tell y'all, but Matty B has never beat me in a shooting contest, and he never will. I love it. I love it. So one funny story before you go. Anything about your playing career, anything behind the scenes at UNT that you can share that doesn't put anybody in a bad light? Just kidding. Um, if you got a Reem funny story, I mean, anything you got. Reem feels like he always has his phone. I mean, what is that like to be around a dude, a coach that always has his phone recording everybody? Um. It don't get it, it. You don't get tired of it because it's Reem. Like if you don't have it there, then you like you. The vibe isn't the same. So right, right. you gotta have Reem in your face. But I would say just for the Wichita State game the other day. So again, we played Miami and Florida a couple weeks ago, and I was I don't even want to say it because Reem gonna say I'm making excuses or whatever. But I had got sick against Miami. I stepped up to the line at the end of the game and I missed two free throws and it was like I was miserable. Like. The, it was the only free throws I've missed all year. Um, and I didn't hear – I haven't heard the end of it until Wichita State the other day. Reem every day tells – like, he walks up to me and, and does this and then tells me, like, I'm a choker, all types of things. I haven't heard the end of it. <laughs> so the other day against Wichita State, you know, in a tight game and tight env environment, um, I stepped the line. I was 10 for 10 the other night. And immediately after the game, I walked up to him and I was like, it's blame ring from here on out. Like, I promise <laughs> like, when I get in these clutch moments, like, <laughs> it's always blame ring for, because, like I said, I have. That's probably him calling right there. He knew you were talking about him. He's probably calling in, trying to trying to mess up your flow. Unbelievable. How about 10 for 10 at the free throw line? That's big time. See, can you hear us? Just a little minor technical difficulty. We're good. T, can you hear us, see us? All right, we got it working. Tyler, can you hear us? Yeah, we can't hear you. All right, we'll take him out for a second. Um, we'll let him. We'll let him finish the story. He was pretty much done. Uh, I'm sure Coach Reem was probably calling in the interrupt, but as always, we like to let Kevin kind of break everything down. When we get done. I mean, ten percent of the line, something, man. That's a that's big time. That's a huge win. Obviously, win at Wichita State. I think this team is ahead of schedule. You know, it's seven and three. You know, they played a tough. They went into the uh, the Orlando tournament and they played uh, Kansas, Miami, and Drake. They played Kansas well and lost by 12, lost by six to Miami, close game, and then beat Drake, an excellent Drake team. Yep. Now you have to win under your belt at Wichita State. I mean, they've been they've been excellent, and he's been obviously a huge part of it. And Let me well, see if we can bring him back. Hold on. Let's hope. T, can you hear us? We can see you. I don't know if you can hear us. I don't think he can hear us. Oh well. Right. Yeah, he's uh 
what an impressive what an impressive interview yes. i mean a lot of players you interview along the way uh i mean he was as polished and as ready and as well spoken and as uh just you know he just has a presence about him that you can tell like okay this guy is not a regular everyday player he speaks like one of the coaches uh he's still enjoying it he's able to still be humble and hungry i think that's an impressive impressive young man I'll, I'll i'll close with this i think every time we have anyone related to the north texas program on this program the more i want to like go down there and just like hang out for a week because it seems like a they, they seem like they mix uh mix business with pleasure about as well as anybody in college basketball no doubt i couldn't agree more i'm, I'm biased so i can't show all of my bias but uh yeah i've grown up with those guys and uh i've been able to coach against them but then when i was out i got to go see practice like you said go see their environment go see their office vibe and uh yes yeah, it's, it's you know people say family and you break the huddle of family we've talked about continuity on this show and how important it is from a player standpoint but also from a staff standpoint they've had continuity for quite some time there you know uh, since their arkansas state days uh they did have james miller on the staff instead of matt brower they go to North Texas. They win at CBI. Uh, James Miller goes to New Mexico State to be associate coach. Maddie B comes in, and it's just like the same same guys, same staff. So I think they have a great way of celebrating each other and also making sure from a staff standpoint, but also from a player standpoint. Uh, and then you know, interviewing Ross uh, on a very – I think he was the second interview on uh, – the very first all access coaches corner at that point uh now it's network that uh he talked about when they do their film sessions they don't focus on negative anymore they only kind of focus on the positive things and what it should look like versus kind of just only harping on it should look you should be doing this you should be doing that they kind of just show the positive ones so i think a lot of that has a lot to do with it they're high standard guys they're uh, ross and maddie b and reem and uh, Grant have all won everywhere they've been, so got to give them credit for that. And then, uh, yeah, I think they do have a good time. You can just tell by their social media they're having fun and doing it. You know, they're they're having some fun with being college basketball coaches and winning at the same time. Well, it helps they're getting uh, they're getting great players, right? I mean, they they have Javion Hamlet, who's <laughs> one of the best guards in the country, and you got to replace him. And you go out and get get this kid. He's a he's not bad, so. Yeah, shout out to the Mean Green. Keep up the good work. Mid-major player of the week. Had a blast. Uh, and, again, you won a national championship. Both All those guys have JUCO roots, so um, not just only going to the transfer portal. They're still doing it in the JUCO route, so you got to love that. So shout out to North Texas. Tyler Perry, great job. Just hate that the connection got broken up, but I don't – for some reason, I feel like that may not be our last interview with him. So He's special. He's doing big things. No doubt. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.